My name is Dulce Valencia and welcome to Telenovelas con Dulce, a podcast where every week I invite special guests to break down the telenovelas we love. From the music to the cast to the unforgettable plot twist. Every slap, every imbécil, every secret twin. I have got you covered. Bienvenidos and welcome to Telenovelas con Dulce. My name is Dulce Valencia. I am your host and welcome to the podcast where we are currently recapping the 1998 classic telenovela La Usurpadora. For this episode, we're going to be recapping episode 61 to 70 of La Usurpadora. But before I get started, some announcements. So first, thank you to everyone who has reached out. I loved hearing from you all, and I heard from a few of you, so I was really excited, and uh, it made me happy because you guys are listening, and yeah, just makes my heart feel warm and fuzzy. So the good part of hearing from you all is, well, I got to hear from you all, but the bad part is... There's no unity in what telenovela y'all think I should do next, which is really funny and I love it because I love chaotic nature of anything. So some of you were like, you should do Silvana Sin Lana or you should do a comedy telenovela. And others were like, you should do, which one did I get? Oh, Saskia. Saskia recommended we do Amor Real. So basically, I'm still where I was last week, which is I still don't know what telenovela I'm going to do next. So I'm going to give you all another week to gauge and tell me, if you didn't tell me last week what telenovela you prefer we do, you have another week to do it, and then I'll make my choice. But I will say I am leaning towards doing a comedy just because we've done so many dramatic telenovelas on the podcast and I feel like we really deserve a comedy. And the second thing that I wanted to talk to you all about before I get started on the recap is Zoom slash YouTube Lives. So I did a YouTube Live earlier this week on Tuesday and that was, you know, that was interesting. Um, it was literally just me talking about Vencer el Pasado, which is the telenovela I said I was going to be talking about. So every Tuesday, I'm going to be going live to talk about Vencer el Pasado. So y'all can tune into that. I don't have a good time because my schedule is always all over the place. But more likely than not, I'm going to be doing the lives at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So yes, mark your calendars. And then the second thing is, y'all were really receptive to having Zoom hangouts to talk about telenovelas. So we're going to do that. We're going to start that probably in the next two weeks. So I'm going to have a Google form link down below in the show notes. If y'all can fill that out, just basically your name if you want to, your email so I can send you the Zoom link, and then times that potentially work for you to do this Zoom hangout. So I'm really excited because we're going to get to talk directly with each other about telenovelas and maybe I'll release them as podcast episodes. I don't know yet. I don't know. They're going to be very experimental for now because I'm still, you know, figuring out what works and what doesn't and how to engage with you guys and everything. But I'm really excited to have a Zoom live or a zoom meeting with you all and talk about telenovelas so yes so i'll have the google form linked down below in the show notes fill it out and that way i can you know i'm not gonna ask any like super personal or private information i'm basically just gonna need your email so that i can send you the link and that's it and those are my announcements for this week 
So now, let's get started on breaking down La Usurpadora, episode 61, 270. We kick off right where we left off with Paulina getting into jail and being told that she is facing up to 10 years in prison, which is obviously not the greatest news. But at this point, Paulina is so overwhelmed and just so over everything that she's looking at prison and being like, yeah, I'm down, I'll chill. But not really, because if we know anything from Paulina is that she loves going to problems and then solving them. And sure enough, that is exactly what she does in prison. She quickly befriends her cellmate, who is this woman who, you know, has troubled past, but she really takes a liking to Paulina in her own special way. And she defends her from Synovia, who's also in that same prison. And if y'all don't remember, Synovia is Abuela Chavela's sister, who was the one that called Carlos Daniel demanding money for Carlitos. And she's in prison because they think that she took the money and they think that she was part of the kidnapping ring that kidnapped Carlitos, which all of that is not true. But she's in prison and she hates Paulina, so she gets at it with her. And there are a couple of times when it becomes physical and they both fight each other, which goes into my vault of scenes that aren't supposed to be funny, but I found funny because imagine Paulina just lying on the floor as Synovia is on top of her beating her up. I'm horrible. I'm horrible. It wasn't funny. It was just, it was funny, but it wasn't. So I'm horrible. Okay, moving on. So yes, so Paulina is basically solving all the problems in the prison. She meets like inmates that don't have access to healthcare because they don't have any money. So then she takes it upon herself that she's going to use the money that the brachos are giving her and putting in her commissary, I think that's the word. And she's using that money to buy stuff for the other inmates because she's Santa Paulina. And then she gets a job working at the infirmary. So she starts working there and helping people because... This is Paulina, and if we know anything about her, is that she's going to help, and she's going to try to fix everything. And while Paulina is in prison, she makes it a point that she does not want an attorney. She even confesses to doing everything, which she didn't, because finding out that she's Paulina's, or sorry, because finding out that she's Paola's twin sister really affected her, and now she doesn't want Paola to suffer in any way. So she confesses to everything, which has her lawyer quit on her and so she doesn't have an attorney and she's fine with just being like I'm guilty sentence me and this is something that Osvaldo her ex-boyfriend isn't gonna let slide so Osvaldo who's really douchey and we don't like him does a kind of nice thing but it's gonna backfire in a bit and he hires Paulina an attorney the best attorney in Mexico and has that attorney go to Paulina and be like I am here to defend you. I don't care if you don't want me to defend you. I'm gonna defend you. And I am here by my own will. So Osvaldo tells him to make sure not to say that he's the one that sent him because then Paulina would definitely refuse him. So while this is happening, Carlos Daniel is also trying to get Paulina an attorney. And he also goes to the lawyer that Osvaldo hires because apparently that's the best lawyer in Mexico. And it's going to lead to a mix-up because Carlos Daniel finds out that he's already been hired to defend Paulina and that an anonymous man hired him. So then Carlos Daniel, in his mind, is like, Paulina, Paulina is guilty. She is fooling us. She's fooling everyone. She is evil. How could I betray Paola? 
Carlos Daniel just spirals and we're gonna see him just spiral and just basically reach the wrong conclusions again and again and he's gonna be called out for it. But before that, I should mention who the attorney is because the attorney turns out to be Hema's ex-boyfriend named Edmundo, who is played by none other than Arturo Peniche. And now, if y'all don't know who Arturo Peniche is, fear not, I have got you. He's actually one of my favorite actors. I haven't really seen him in any leading roles because when I started watching telenovelas, he would always play either like the older character, older fatherly figure, or even a priest. But he's just, oof, I adore him. He was in this one telenovela I loved called En Nombre del Amor, which is super good. But I found it really interesting because when his character got introduced, the opening credits now had his name on there and they had a line that said the reappearance of Arturo Peniche. So I was like, wait a second. Did he take a break from telenovelas? Or how long was he acting? And it turns out that he made his television debut in 1982 with the telenovela Chispita. He was then the co-lead and lead roles in Vivir un Poco, Monte Calvario, La Indomable, Amor en Silencio, Maria Maria, Emperatriz. So he had a ton of telenovelas and he was in a bunch of them. Maria Mercedes with Thalia. So he had a really huge career and then he kind of died down for maybe a year. But you know, a year in telenovela talk is a long time. And so La Usurpadora just appearing as a special appearance as the attorney that defends Paulina is a pretty big deal because at this point he was at the top of his career and he was doing all these lead roles. And so he took this smaller character, but still very important, which just goes to show how popular and successful La Usurpadora was that they were able to get Arturo Peniche to play this character. So to recap, Arturo Peniche enters a story starring as Edmundo, an attorney that's going to defend Paulina and Carlos Daniel hates Paulina because he thinks that she's guilty of everything. And so while this is happening, Paola is in, not jail, I was going to say jail. She should be in jail, but no, she's in a hospital. And y'all know, last we left off with her, she was really sick and she couldn't talk. And it was basically like she was muerta en vida, which means dead and alive. That's a horrible translation. I'm so sorry. But basically, she was, she showed no signs of life and she was in a vegetative state except that she was actually awake. So it turns out that Paola was faking this entire thing and she's not actually sick and she's completely fine. And the reason she was faking it all was because she realized that Douglas Maldonado was growing tired of her and he, and she was like, I have to get out of here and find a way back to the Bracho family who hates me. So then she decided to fake her illness so that Douglas Maldonado would take her back to Mexico and so that the Bracho family would have no choice but to forgive her. And her plan is actually working. And it's really funny because she gets discovered by the nurse, Elvira, who works at the hospital. And she walks in on Paola putting on her signature red lipstick. And the nurse just laughs and is like, I always wondered why you had red lipstick on. And I always figured one of the other nurses must have put it on her. But nope, it was Paola because even when she's pretending to be sick, 
She has to look good. And so Elvira becomes in cahoots with Paola. And together they work to sell the story of her sickness, but also slowly rehabilitate Paola and get better. So the nurse shows her how to act and when to show signs of life and all these other things. And it's all this plan to get the sympathy of Carlos Daniel and to have him accept her. And because at this point, Carlos Daniel hates Paulina and thinks the worst of her, he goes to Paola and apologizes for everything and is like, I'm so sorry, I loved you so much. And you know, La Usurpadora took that away from me and she made me fall in love with her. But we were happy, you and I. Ugh. And I hated Carlos Daniel in these scenes. And I hated he was being such a little bitch all because he let himself and his mind go off and he himself was giving... He was basically that meme. I don't know if you guys are on Twitter, but there's like all these memes that go around where people are like me making up fake scenarios in my head over any little thing. That's Carlos Daniel. And he's always making up these fake scenarios in his head. And Rodrigo and Veronica call him out on it. If y'all don't remember, Rodrigo is his brother and Veronica is a secretary that Carlos Daniel briefly fell in love with. And now they're cool. They're just friends. But they both love Paulina and are now her fiercest defenders. So they call him out and are like, dude, you just need to get your life together together and you need to get your mind checked because you are always jumping to conclusions and I don't know why you're believing these lies that you yourself are making up. So they call him out and I appreciate that because he was annoying me and y'all know I love Fernando Colunga but he was annoying me in these scenes. So then while this is happening both Paola and Paulina become kind of famous So Paola for being La Bella Durmiente or Sleeping Beauty, like all these newspapers pick up stories about her and her strange disease, it's baffling doctors. And then meanwhile, Paulina's on the newspapers for being in prison and they, they're calling her like La Bella Usurpadora and just being like this woman impersonated and kidnapped and did all these horrible crimes. But look at her, she's so beautiful. And so they're both famous and they're both on the newspapers and the Bracho household is working really hard to make sure that the kids don't see any of these these stories and papers. So they keep Lisette home from school so that her friends won't tell her about her mom being in the newspapers. And they also tell Carlitos that Paola is just on a trip and she's going to be back. But then... Because, again, Carlitos just can't catch a break. So while Carlos Daniel is, like, hating on Paulina, Carlitos comes down the stairs and he overhears him and Abuela Piedad arguing about it. And then Carlitos falls down the stairs and hits his head. Because, I don't know, we need to put this kid on a leash or something. And by leash, oh my god, don't accuse me of being, like, a child hater or anything. By leash, I mean, y'all have ever seen those backpacks that the parents put on their kids so that they can hold them while they're at Disneyland or something. I feel like Carlitos needs something like that because they're always letting him run around and he's so clumsy and he's always injuring himself. So someone needs to be on top of him or taking care of him 24-7 and like it's not like the Bracho family can't afford it. So yeah, so then Carlitos falls down the stairs, he hits his head, Carlos Daniel is all worried and is like, oh my god, this is God punishing me again through my son. I'm sorry, it's not funny, it's not funny, but it's just... It, it, this goes into the scenes 
that are not supposed to be funny, but I found funny. And so they're all worried, but Abuela Piedad is like, don't worry, he's fine. I know he's fine. And they call the doctor who comes and checks on Carlitos, and he's like, yeah, he's fine. He hit his head, but it's like the worst it's going to leave is a little bump. And Carlos Daniel is like, then why isn't he waking up? And then the doctor is like, I think he's actually awake. And he's just throwing one of his signature tantrums and not wanting to open his eyes. And so the doctor leaves, Carlos Daniel leaves. And then Abuela Piedad is like, Carlitos, I know you're awake. And then he opens his eyes. But then in classic telenovela fashion... Because he hit his head, he was able to recuperate all of his lost memories. But now the downside is he doesn't remember anything that happened while he didn't have his memory, which leads to a really sad scene with the Abuela Chavela and Mojarras, who are trying to be friendly with him. And Carlitos is like, I don't know who y'all are, so y'all need to leave. And so they're all sad because Carlitos doesn't remember him. But this is going to lead to some reconciliation because they realize that Carlitos doesn't remember having lost his memory and as a result can now talk about what happened and why he left the Bracho home. Because at this point, Carlos Daniel believes that it was Paulina who kidnapped him. And Carlitos is like, where's my mom? Is she still on a trip? And he's able to tell them all that it was he who ran away and how he ran away and how he got lost. And he also tells them about the letter he left and how his mom didn't tell him anything. And so it takes all of that for Carlos Daniel to finally realize that he has been horribly unfair to Paulina. So he writes a letter trying to apologize. And Paulina is just ignoring all those letters because she's trying to live her life as a martyr at this point. So yeah. Negative one points for Carlos Daniel for not believing Paulina and standing by her. I feel like he's always flip-flopping and always being like, I love her, but oh no, she betrayed me. But I love her, but oh no, she betrayed me. And girl, just like, stop. So that happens. And now that Carlitos has his memory restored, he is really, really, really asking for his mom. So they're all hiding the newspapers because they don't want the kids to find out. But Carlitos becomes super insistent that he wants to see his mom and that if he can't see her, then at least he should be able to call her and talk to her. But Carlos Daniel is trying to keep it away from him. And then Abuela Piedad kind of puts her foot down and she sort of becomes a little ruthless in these last few episodes in the sense that she's not taking anyone's shit and she's just being like, you know what, this is what you're going to do and you're going to do it because I'm Abuela Piedad and I'm asking you to. And this includes Paulina. So Paulina is very much like, I don't want to visit any visitors. I don't want to I don't want to see anyone. So anytime the Bracho family comes to visit her, she's always like, no, I don't want to see you. I don't want to see you. So then Abuela Piedad goes and she's like, you're not going to deny me, young lady, and we're going to talk. And then Paulina breaks down crying because she loves her and she really misses her. And then Abuela Piedad is like, now, from now on, you're not going to reject any of the Bracho family who comes to see you. And Paulina's like, we'll see about that, Abuela. So then moving back to Carlitos, there comes a point where he finds the newspaper of Paulina or sorry, he finds a newspaper clipping of La Bella Durmiente, which is Paola. But he obviously doesn't know that there's twins involved and that, you know, the whole mess of the story. So he thinks his mom is in the hospital sick. 
So he tells Carlos Daniel, and Carlos Daniel has to tell him, no, that's not your mom, that's her twin. And then he's like, well, then if that's my mom's twin, then where's my mom? And they finally have to come clean to him about how she's in prison and how it's kind of his fault, which I don't agree a thousand percent that it's Carlitos's fault, but... You know, I see their argument. And so poor Carlitos is led to believe that he's the whole reason that she's in prison because him running away made it seem like she kidnapped him. And so Abuela Piedad finally decides that she's going to take Carlitos to go see Paulina at prison. So then they go and Paulina tries to reject them. And she's like, I'm not talking to you all. I'm not doing it. And then Abuela Piedad is like, I'm not taking no for an answer. So she puts Carlitos on the phone and is like, talk to your mom. And so at this point, Paulina can't refuse it. So then she goes outside and she is reunited with Carlitos, who now has his memory back and he really misses her. And then Paulina is just crying and crying because she's finally has her little boy in her hands and just it's an emotional scene for both of them. While this is happening, Paola is masterminding her way to return to the Bracho home and have everyone forgive her. And part of this includes having this whole redemption storyline. So in pa- she's like, she's so funny and she's so powerful and her mind is so conniving and evil. I love it. So as we mentioned, part of her faking her illness is that she wants to inspire sympathy in the Bracho family so that they forgive her for everything she did and they allow her to go back to the family. So she starts showing signs of life and at first she just shows the signs of life to Carlos Daniel who then runs to the doctor and is like, she's alive, she just tried to talk to me, she's alive. But when the doctor comes, she doesn't do anything. And so the doctor is like, Carlos Daniel, you're dumb, like she didn't do anything. And then when they leave, the nurse is like, I thought you were going to show signs of life to the doctor too. And Paola is like, no, I just wanted to show Carlos Daniel because it's going to drive him crazy and he's going to think he's going crazy. And she's just being evil and playing with them. But then in the next coming days, she starts to show more signs of life and she even starts talking, which now the doctors get involved and they're like, oh my God, she's getting better. And so they call Carlos Daniel to come back and Paola is able to talk to Carlos Daniel and tells him how she is at fault for everything and how she's ashamed of herself and how she's so sorry for all the hurt she caused and how she doesn't believe that Paulina is her sister and that she did this to her own sister and that she wants nothing more but for Paulina to forgive her. And Carlos Daniel is just falling for this entire act. And so it ends up happening that Paulina gets word that Paola has recuperated or she's slowly getting better and Paulina is just so happy because you know her sister is gonna be okay and everything's gonna be fine because she's gonna take the fall for it and then she's surprised when it when it turns out that Paola has requested a meeting with her so they're able to get her from the reclusorio from the from the prison to the hospital where Paola's at so they drive her together and then we finally get the scene that I've been waiting for since the telenovela basically started and we finally have Paola and Paulina reunited and this is what happens And this all happens in episode 70, so we're winding down. And so the twins come face to face, and poor Paulina is being so sweet and just 
being like, I forgive you, we're sisters, like you're not alone in this world. And then Paola is trying to talk, but she really isn't able to, quote unquote. And then Paulina finally turns to her and is like, don't worry, I'm going to take care of everything. And Paola just smiles evilly as Paulina hugs her. And this is where the story is going because I just know, like, I don't need to, I don't need to watch the rest. I am going to watch the rest, but I don't need to watch it to know that Paulina is going to take the fall for everything and she's going to, like, try to get herself sentenced to prison so that Paola can go ahead and have the perfect life. I just know it. But episode 70 ends with the embrace of Paulina and Paola and Paulina's promise that she's going to fix everything because she's a saint. And that is how episode 70 ends. So before I sign off, I just want to update you all on a few storylines that I haven't really updated you all on, but I just want to make sure that you all know just in case they become bigger. So the first is that I mentioned that Veronica is no longer in love with Carlos Daniel, and that is because she's now in love with Leandro, who's the capataz or the I don't know. He works in the Bracho factory and he's like the leader of the workers. And they're both now in love with each other and trying to be together, but they can't yet because Leandro is kind of still engaged to Viviana. And Viviana is one of the factory workers that Willie, Estefania's husband, has been going after. And these stories kind of connect because Leandro and Viviana were supposed to get married, but then Viviana canceled the wedding because... Willie seduced her and was like, I'm going to divorce my wife and we can be together. And here's this ring. So he showers her with little gifts and his car. And it's just like, I need you to show me you love me. And so he seduces Viviana and they sleep together. And then because it's a telenovela and especially this telenovela, which was in the 90s, and they're very much preaching Catholic moral values. They have Viviana get pregnant. Because she had sex once and now she's pregnant because this is a telenovela and that's what always happens. And she goes to Willie and is like, I'm pregnant, so you're going to have to marry me. And then Willie gets really violent and he hits her and it he hits her hard. Like it leaves a mark on her face and he threatens to kill her. And he's like, if you say anything, I'm going to kill you. Don't think I won't. And so Viviana goes back crying to her madrina, her godmother, and tells her about everything that happened. But she also lies, which these characters are all so morally ambiguously wrong. And so she goes to her madrina and doesn't tell the full truth. She tells the madrina how, you know, she slept with Willie. But she tells the madrina in content warning for everyone. You can skip 30 seconds so you don't hear this. She tells her madrina that Willie raped her. And that's not true. And so she tells Madrina that she was raped and then they go to the police and file a report. And the report includes all the stuff Willie did do, which is beat her and threaten to kill her. But it also includes rape. And part of this procedure is they're going to do a pregnancy test on her. And at this point, Viviana knows she's pregnant, 
but she's lying to her madrina and not saying this. So it's just getting complicated for these characters. And meanwhile, poor Estefania has been struggling with money because they don't have any money. And Carlos Daniel and Rodrigo are refusing to give her her inheritance because they know that the moment they give her the money, Willie is just going to take it and he's going to run away with it and spend the money. So she's really struggling. There's a point when she can't even leave the hospital because she can't afford to pay them. And this is a moment where Fidelina, the maid that loves her and that is really her mother, goes to her and gives her her life's savings, which I hated that Estefania took because at this point, she had already instructed Willie to sell her jewelry. So they really didn't need the money, but she still takes poor Fidelina's life savings. And I hated this. I hate Estefania because she's just like, I need my money. I need my money. And we're going to buy all this stuff. And I want a house. I don't want an apartment. I need a house. And so it's just annoying me. Rich people problems. I couldn't care less. So that's happening. And then the last thing I have to mention is that while Paulina is in prison, her trial is coming and it's coming in the next few episodes. And we get a we get like an Avengers assemble moment, but individually because all the men in her life all of a sudden want to go defend her. And they're not working together, so it's not like Avengers assemble, but it's enough so that they're all personally and individually like when the time comes i'm gonna go to the police station and i'm gonna offer myself as a witness in defense of paulina or i'm gonna make sure she has a lawyer or i'm what if we all pitch our money together and pay for a lawyer for her or i'm just gonna donate a bunch of money so that she has money in prison so all the men in her life the painter, the factory workers, Douglas Maldonado, her ex-boyfriend Osvaldo, and even Carlos Daniel, they're all banding together, but not together, and they're all doing their best to get her out of prison, which I just, I just found so funny. And so yeah, so those are just the loose storylines in case they become really important later on that y'all should know about. And with that said, that is it for this episode of Telenovelas con Dulce. Thank you all so much for listening. And I will see you all again next week for more of La Usurpadora and for the trial of Paulina Martinez. Before I go, don't forget, if you're interested in the Zoom Hangouts, the registration will be in the show notes. So go sign up and I will see you all again next week. Bye, everyone. Bye.